Welcome to the Hollywood Spotlight Podcast, Season 2. I am your host, Angelique Scott, award-winning actress, singer, dancer, and producer. Today, we have a great guest with us. She's a model and actress who works in both L.A. and New York. She has been cast in roles on MTV, music videos, commercials, and has partnered with top modeling brands such as Wear Pepper. The Wear Pepper modeling campaign was featured in Forbes, USA Today Magazine, Glamour, and more. She's a trained actor and has trained in Method, Improv, and Meisner with Carnegie Hall and the Terry Knickerbocker Studio. She's a former member of the LA Connection comedy troupe, and she is also very passionate about increasing representation for Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, Blacks, Indigenous, and all people of color in TV, film, and media. Keep a lookout for her upcoming projects. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to my podcast show today, during this Women's History Month, Gwen Grace. Thank you for being here, Gwen. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I'm very, very excited about spotlighting you during this wonderful Women's History Month because I want to spotlight the work that you have done and continue to do because you are making your own history as an Asian American actress and model in the entertainment industry who I feel like is really paving the way for those coming after you. So talk a little bit about this and your journey leading up to this point in your life. Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you for all those kind words. Of course. Um, To be honest, I fell into this. I never expected my life to follow this trajectory. I always thought that I was going to be an advertising executive with the same goal to increase diversity in media. But, you know, in college, I, um, on a whim, went to a model casting with my best friend, ended up walking in my college's fashion show. And then from there, I moved to New York about two months later, and everyone kept asking me, like, are you going to model? Are you going to do it? And I I just thought to myself, well, I have one month to kill before I start my job. So I guess let's just see. Like, let's just see if we can. And started applying to agencies, um, got signed with Lauren Green Agency, um, my very first agency when I moved here, started going out for castings. And then from there, realized that I wasn't really seeing as much representation specifically for Asian American models, but also within the petite realm. So I started pitching myself to different brands. That's actually how I landed the Wear Pepper campaign. I was looking into diverse female-founded brands, and I found them, and we ended up building a connection. And that was my very first, I think, um, one of my biggest first shoots. And from there, I just started building more credibility and modeling a little bit more than about, um, I guess it's going to be about two years ago now. I started acting. I applied to Carnegie Hall's nonprofit um, Neon Arts acting program and was selected out of hundreds of applicants to be one of the 15 in their drama course and started taking it secretly uh, while I was at work because I wasn't, I was still working full time um, in sales at this point. Um, This felt more of like just like a little passion thing to do during the week but it quickly grew into my main passion and I left my job in July of 2020 in the middle of the pandemic and um, paid my way through conservatory and have been acting ever since and it's been 
such a blessing to be able to meet people like yourself. Oh, you are so sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Gwen. Wow, what an amazing journey of how you got into all of this. And congratulations on being chosen for that program. That is outstanding. Thank you. Wow. So and with all of that being said, talk a little bit about how imperative it is to you to accept roles that really change the narrative that are non-stereotypical. Right. Um, so I think that that's a really important thing to understand is while there may be more roles available now for AAPI actresses like myself, they are still very stereotypical. So you'll see a lot of like massage therapists, a lot of can barely speak English, um, restaurant workers. And that's something that, you know, I understand that that's part of the culture and definitely they're a huge, huge part of our ecosystem, especially in New York. There's so many immigrants, so many people who work within those industries. However, it minimizes us to just a small fraction of what we are. We're also very successful, but that doesn't mean that we're only in the careers that people typically pinpoint us as. Like we're not just lawyers, doctors. We're also very creative. We're artists, you know, like a lot of us are actors, musicians, things like that. So now, primarily when I'm looking at roles, I, I look for complex characters. I don't want to be diminutive to myself or to the people coming before or after me. And I make it a point to, um, to go out for roles that are very complex and very layered, where I can showcase more of that human spirit and more of the fact that we really are all the same at our core. I love that. And, and I, you brought up a really great point in, in talking about complex roles because you actually were part of a project called The Watcher, right? Yeah. Um, so Tell it was, a little bit about that. I'd love to hear more in the role that you played in that. Of course. Yeah. So that was my very first um, like film, short film type thing uh, with Nase with DeSanders. She's an amazing director, also a woman of color. And I had the very rare and wonderful opportunity to work with an entire career that was made of women. Um, from the sound person to the cameraman to um, the other actresses on set. And that was a great experimental um, film because it really examines how in society, so many of us are prone to bystander syndrome where we see things happening around us. And with the rise of social media and the rise of the digital age, people are more prone to record things or to make a spectacle of things more so than they are to actually step in and help. And in the film, I am dying. And rather than anybody helping, people are just recording, they're watching. Um, and it's metaphorical on so many different levels, right? Like there's so many parts of our society that are dying right now, so many parts that are wounded, that are hurting. And rather than really address the problems at hand, you see a lot of band-aids, you see a lot of people um, using it as an opportunity to argue rather than to help. And no one can quite seem to agree on anything except for the fact that everything's being recorded. Everyone's being watched. And so that's just a little bit about that project. Wow. Amazing. That's incredible. You brought up a really great point in that um, 
a lot of people not necessarily helping, but just watching. And I feel like with film, TV, and media, it's a great medium to be a mirror of life itself where we're able to help bring about that change that we really want to see. So, wow, that's, that's really powerful. Thank you. And yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think that it's more important now than ever to mm-hmm. have these tough conversations. That's the only way we can grow. We can't keep sweeping things under the rug. We can't go back to where we were. We can't stay where we are. We just need to find a new way forward. Absolutely. I agree with that 100% and find ways of changing that narrative um, that speaks to all of us so deeply. I love that. I love that. And as we honor Women's History Month, who would you say are some of the women in TV, film, and modeling who really inspired you to be an actress and model? Oh, that's hard. Um, I guess what I can say is that there's, there's so many actresses that I admire. I think everyone is so talented, but somebody that really sticks out to me um, and has always stuck out to me is Jessica Chastain. She's been so, so well represented within film and TV, but she's also used her platform for so much good. Like she's such a supporter of all the different um, causes and, she really seems to to build her foundation on like lead with love and Mm -hmm. you also see that reflected in like the deeply complex female characters that she plays like there's there's so many different examples of that um she's somebody that i really look to and i say like that's an actress like that is somebody that like acknowledges where they are in society and uses it to further conversations that we would otherwise not be having. And likewise, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman, both very, very female-centric, very, very um, independent and forward-thinking. I love that. I love that. It's so great to see these wonderful inspirations doing their thing, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And so, um, Gwen, what are you currently working on that we can support or be in the lookout for because I love to ask every guest that so that we can have people supporting you on your journey. Yeah, of course. Um, Well, thank you so much. I'm working on a few different things right now. Um, I just released, I just launched an NFT that I created with a company called Ace Fan. And um, that's available on my Instagram you'll be able to see some more of like behind the scenes of shoots or ask me directly, you know, advice on things, whether it be industry related or not. And um, just a lot of other like fun little tidbits there. And I'm also working on a poetry anthology that I plan on publishing later this year. So that's something that I'm really excited about. That's been in the works for a while. But mostly the biggest thing you can do to help is to just share, to share this podcast, share my profile, if you like it, really just get the word out because the more people see, the more that we're represented and we become what we see. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. We certainly do. And Gwen, where can people connect with you? What is your Instagram handle or your Twitter or Facebook for people to reach out for advice or even for possible career bookings? Yeah, of course. So I'm at Y Gwen Grace on everything. Um, 
Y-G-W-E-N-G-R-A-C-E on Instagram, um, which is more of like a portfolio. You see some fun like behind the scenes stuff, all my stories. And Twitter at Grace, And that's kind of more, you'll get to see more of like my writer side. So it's exciting. It's a fun little blend of the two. (laughs) (laughs) That is so outstanding. I'm very happy for you, Gwen, and very proud of you as you continue to climb the ladder and you continue making a way for yourself and paving the way for others coming after you, you are doing really an outstanding job. And I want to applaud you and keep up the wonderful, great work you're doing. Don't stop. Keep it going. Thank you. And I also want to thank you too, for having this platform for women like myself and spotlighting people that really are doing their best to make a difference in the industry. I think that that's so phenomenal and I'm very glad that we connected. Thank you, Gwen. I really appreciate that. I'm glad we connected too. You're a wonderful person. I'm so grateful to spotlight you. (laughs) (laughs) And very talented too, I must say. Very talented. I remember when we, you know, connected and through acting. So I'm I'm so grateful to have this um, platform to be able to do what I do. And you're definitely an inspiration. And I know you're inspiration to those tuning in and listening. So Keep up the wonderful work you are doing. And I'm I'm wishing you lots of success and lots of bookings in 2022. Yes. <laughs> <Booked and> busy, <laughs> We're going to manifest that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are going to manifest that. So I, before we come to a close, I just want to say thank you so much again, Gwen, for being on the podcast today. It was great spotlighting you. And for those listening in, please follow Gwen on her social media pages. For those who are looking for wonderful actors, you know where to find her for booking opportunities. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and please never give up on your dreams. Take care.